Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to the journey this week. It's good to be back with you. I had uh, had a week away last week. It was circling New South Wales, but most specifically was up at Broken Hill with all the directors of CCD who looked after special religious education in the Catholic Church in New South Wales, and it was great to be with them and just a, a wonderful group of people who look after all of the Catholic contribution to special religious education in state schools, which is upwards of 90,000 kids a week and just under 5,000 volunteers joining with brothers and sisters from all of the other denominations and seeing so many kids each and every week. So great to be with them, but great to be back with you this week too. I'm really looking forward to bringing you some great inputs from some wonderful people. Fantastic to have Father Mike Delaney, God in the Everyday is his segment, and uh, He's going to talk about some reflections on an early morning webinar he had recently. As promised a few weeks ago, we're going to be hearing also in a, in a bit of an interview with Robert Falzon from Men Alive. He's going to be talking about growing good men and these growing good men weekends are really growing in popularity and the demand for them is, is really increasing right around the country. Such a huge need. It's a father-son weekend experience and we're running one here in a couple of weeks' time in our local region up at Appen or Cataract Scout Camp, more specifically. So we're going to hear from Robert about the Growing Good Men movement. Mother Hilda Scott, she's on the show, of course. Great to have her this week on the show. And kicking us off this week is Bishop Brian Mascord, my boss. And he's giving us a reflection this week on the Gospel of Matthew 21, 33 to 43. That powerful parable of this is the landlord's heir and the desire to kill him and those who are working on the vineyard. And a really powerful gospel reflection that we've got from Bishop Brian speaks very strongly about the importance of welcome in our communities. So lots and lots to get through as you hear in that little introduction. Let's hear the gospel now proclaimed by Max Norden, our sound editor, producer, evangelist extraordinaire, as he proclaims the gospel. And then we'll hear from Bishop Brian Mascord. After that, it'll be time for some Toby Mack and Zach Williams, the song Cornerstone. After the break, Mother Hilda Scott with her wisdom from the Abbey. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, listen to another parable. There was a man, a landowner, who planted a vineyard. He fenced it round, dug a wine press in it and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went abroad. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his servants, thrashed one, killed another and stoned a third. Next, he sent some more servants, this time a larger number, and they dealt with them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But the tenants saw the son and they said to each other, This is the heir. Come on, let us kill him and take over his inheritance. So they seized him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They answered, He will bring those wretches to a wretched end and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will deliver the produce to him when the season arrives. Jesus said to them, Have you never heard in the scriptures? It was the stone rejected by the builders that became the keystone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. 
I tell you then that the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. And now with the Gospel Reflection, Bishop Brian Mascord. Jesus' words at the end of today's Gospel are quite confronting. I tell you then that the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. The parable we've just listened to can be very much linked to last week's, and the parable is meant as a warning, but one that went unheeded. In the parable, God showed incredible patience, but when patience was futile, God held the people or the tenants accountable for their actions. Let's again read this, not as an historical event or for historical reasons, but rather for a reflection on our own life and our own response to our relationship as a community of faith with God. Today, we, God's people, are the tenants in the vineyard, and God expects us to produce fruit and fruit that will endure The obvious question to ask ourselves today is, how are we doing? Jesus is challenging us, the tenants of the new vineyard of the church, to produce the fruits of justice, love and peace, what we now begin to call gospel values. This is the challenge that Jesus has handed to us. And whilst it is a challenge, it's also a privilege. And with this comes responsibility. It is just as easy for us in these times to fail to recognize the voice of God in the messengers God sends us, just as it was for the Jewish authority in the time of Jesus, when they failed to recognize the word of God in him. If we're not really making sure that our vineyard produces a rich harvest, not only for us but for others to enjoy, then we're falling short as tenants. Do we measure the quality of our parish by what goes on in this building or by what happens when we leave it? I read a story recently about hospitality and welcome. I don't know who the author is, but it was given to me as a simple piece of paper and the story was entitled Welcoming Bill. And it just begins very simply. His name was Bill. He has wild hair, wears a t-shirt with holes in it, jeans and no shoes. This was literally his wardrobe for his entire four years at university. He was brilliant. He was a kind of esoteric and very, very bright. He became a Christian while attending university. He was a real searcher. Across the street from the campus where he lived is a very conservative church where those who attend are well-dressed, very prim and very proper. They wanted to develop some sort of ministry to the students, but they were not sure to how to go about it. One day, Bill decided to go to church. He walks in, no shoes, holes in his t-shirts, jeans on, and his wild hair. The service had already started, And so Bill starts to walk down the aisle towards the front, looking for a seat. The church is packed, and he can't find a seat. By now, people are looking at him and becoming a little uncomfortable. But no one says anything, no one does anything, 
no one moves to make room. Bill gets closer and closer to the pulpit. And when he realizes that there are no seats, he just simply sits down on the floor at the very front, right down on the carpet. By now, people are becoming quite uptight and uncomfortable, and the tension was thick in the air. At this time, the minister, about to give his homily, realizes that far from the back, an elder of the community is slowly making his way towards Bill. Now, the elder was in his 80s, had silver-grey hair, a three-piece suit, and a lovely pocket watch. He was known as a godly man, very elegant and very dignified. He walked with his cane, and as he starts walking towards Bill, everyone is saying to themselves, well, you can't blame what he's going to do. How can you expect a man of his age and his background to understand some college kid on the floor? Everyone had come to a decision about what this elderly gentleman was to do. It takes him a long time to reach Bill. The church is utterly silent except for the clicking of the elderly man's cane. All eyes are focused on him. You can't even hear anyone breathing. The people are thinking the minister can't even preach his sermon until the elder does what he has to do. And now they see this elderly man drop his cane to the floor. And with great difficulty, he lowers himself to the floor and sits next to Bill and worships alongside him. Why? So he won't be alone. Everyone chokes with emotion and there seems not to be a dry eye in the church. When the minister finally controls himself and gets himself back together again, he says to them, to the whole congregation, what I'm about to preach to you, you will never remember. What you have just seen, you will never forget. Our actions speak much louder than the words we say. How welcoming are we? Would we be prepared to sit on the floor with those who are different? Or are we about bringing people around to our way of thinking? How welcoming are we? You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Looking out my window, feeling the crescendo, sunset on a quiet sea. Sitting with the ones that I'll forever love, we're waiting on a flash of green. And even when the nights got cold, you have always held me close. You're the only rock that I could ever stand on, you're the only one for me. The sun goes up, the sun comes down, this whole world keeps spinning round. I'm here traveling down this long and winding road. Standing on the only rock I know You're my cornerstone
to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. Some of you may have seen the film The Woman in Gold. It's the true story of a Jewish woman's attempts to reclaim a painting that was rightfully hers and taken from her family during the persecution of the Jews in Germany at the commencement of the Second World War. She and her young husband had found a way to escape from Germany, but it meant leaving her parents behind to a certain death. In coded language, because she was being watched at the time, she made her parents aware of her imminent departure. They completely understood, and in the brief ensuing conversation, they told her how proud they were and always had been of her, and they asked only one thing, remember us. Remember us as loving you. And she did. It was that memory that urged her on to her eventual success. I've often thought that when our number is up, what will matter for those left behind is not our various achievements. Whatever they've been, they'll die away soon enough. No. What will matter is the love we leave behind. Love will live on in people's hearts. It doesn't matter, it seems to me, how much we are loved but it does matter how much we love. At the Last Supper, that was the request of Jesus, remember me, and I'm adding the words, remember me as loving you. We do well, I think, to sit and ponder these words. It is the fact that Jesus loved while he was on earth and beyond that's made a difference to countless lives. It's when individuals finally grasp that essential message that their lives change and take on the colour and texture of the life of Jesus. Our life becomes a life of loving with an emphasis on just that, loving, not being loved. Try living with that emphasis and you'll see what I mean. Well, thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. A little piece that she entitled, Remember Me as Loving. Some reflections on a movie there called Woman in Gold that led Mother Hilda to think about Jesus's request the Last Supper, remember me. Thank you to her. Thank you to, to Bishop Brian Mascord, who before the break broke open this week's gospel for us. And coming up after the break, we're going to hear the first part 
of a two-part interview that we'll be doing across the show today with Robert Fowson, who's going to be talking about the Growing Good Men movement. We've got a weekend coming up here from the 20th to the 22nd of October. That's for dads and lads, fathers and sons. It's going to be great to hear how it has evolved and the growing demand for this weekend from Robert Fowson in an interview that he did with, with Max Norden. Here's some more music now, We the Kingdom, and the song God So Loved the World, and Riley Clemens after that, after the break, Love by You, and straight into this interview that we've got with Robert Falzon. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey.
Together on the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. Sometimes I feel like I'm alone, a bit too broken, unseen, unknown. Sometimes the doubt. Starts creeping in. So come remind me once again. On the journey, time for another Men Alive segment. And today we're going to talk about Growing Good Men, a weekend that's coming up for father and teenage sons at the Appen Scout Park. And I've got with me Robert Felzon. Robert, give us an overview of what the Growing Good Men weekend is all about. Well, you know, fathers are busy these days. Everybody's busy these days. But uh, one of the things that we believe is really important is where a father and a son can go away from the rest of the family and join other fathers and sons and have this experiential um, adventure 
and meaningful dialogue between the father and sons, coached in a way that both the father and the son will grow, grow to be better men and grow up and grow together. Okay, so it's a bit like a rites of passage weekend. Would that be a way of saying it? It's very wise of you to say that. You know, mostly in our society, there are no rites of passage. In fact, the rites of passages are mostly negative. Get drunk, get laid, get lost. Um, and and we, we're trying to make a, make a rite of passage where, where a father can affirm and be with and show their young son the journey of life and the most important thing that happens in the rite of passage on Saturday night is dad says the journey into manhood should not be done alone and I, your dad, will walk with you, walk beside you and I will be there for you. And that's pretty powerful for a young man, especially a young man who's confused about his sexuality, confused about life, confused about getting a job, confused about finding a woman. This is a chance for the dad to say, I'm going to be on your side. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to show you, show you the way. Okay, so what are some of the activities then that help build this experience? So in the beginning, we we do some fun stuff together because they, they turn up and most dads and sons and don't know what is this all about. So we do a lot of fun things together and games and stuff. And then on the Saturday, Saturday is the big day. And on Saturday in the morning, we spend, uh, we spend a several sessions on the journey into manhood. What is it to be a good man? What is it to be a real man? How can I grow into being a real man? We use a lot of visual and film clips because men don't like to read, they like to watch. So um, we, do, we do the journey into manhood at the beginning. And then on Saturday after lunch, the uh, young guys go on a challenge quest and the dads have some time by themselves. The dads make something very special for their sons. I can't tell you on air because it'll spoil it for, for everybody. But they make something very, very special, woodworking and carving and decorating something that's very precious. And then on Saturday night, around the big fire, they have the, we have the sons on one side and the dads on the other side. And then each dad comes out to the front and he calls his son by his full name, Aloysius James Jones, come forward, my son. Son comes and stands next to his dad, and then his dad says these beautiful words to his son. And he affirms him for his giftedness, affirms him with his um, talents, and then he says, my son, you don't have to do this journey into manhood by yourself. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to show you and I'm going to guide you and I'm going to be present with you and I will see you and I will love you. And these young men just, all the lights switch on. You know, the rites of passages, rites of passages are all mostly negative and here it is, here it is where a dad has his son by himself with another bunch of dads and sons and he's saying things saying things that historically almost seem impossible and yet here it is happening it's uh, breathtaking 
Well, I really hope you're enjoying this interview with Rob Falzon that Max Norden was able to get for us all about the Growing Good Men movement. We'll be hearing some more from Rob after the break and after a bit more music. Here's Stuart Townsend, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and I hope you're enjoying the journey.
faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Back now to our interview with Robert Felzon from Men Alive as we discuss the Growing Good Men weekend that's coming up on the 20 to 22nd of October for New South Wales at the Cataract Scout Park outside Appen. These weekends are also happening in Queensland and Victoria. I asked Robert if the dads and lads coming to the weekend have any idea in advance of what's actually involved. No idea, and many of them come reluctantly. Dad has to Dad has to say, just just do this one thing for me this year. Or it's my birthday coming up, I want you to come on this weekend with me. Or um, mum will say, please, do this. Your dad is really, really wanting you to go. And it, that, that they come home, there's this affection between the fathers and sons like of you don't see when they arrive. When they arrive, they're standing apart, they're not looking at each other. When they leave, they're looking at each other. They've got a, um, a, a roadmap that they leave with. They make commitments about time together, weekly, uh, gather, weekly connections after school. Dad says to his boss, on every Wednesday I'm going to leave at 3.30 because I'm picking up my son and I'm having some time with him. I'll make it up on the uh, later in the week by working half an hour each week, each afternoon, and Dad's making the sacrifice. And, you know, these dads never had this taught to them. Mm. And now they're, they're stepping up, stepping up and uh, changing history, changing history, the destiny-defining the journey of a man should not be done on its own, on your own. How often do you run these? Well, I know we've got one coming up at the Appen Scout Park here in our broadcast area locally in the Diocese of Wollongong, but do you run them elsewhere in Australia? Yes, every year we do uh, two in Queensland. We do one in Victoria, which is coming up in about six weeks. We do two in New South Wales, one in on the, on the, on the west, north side and on, on the west side, uh, north side and, e- and uh, east side, anyway, in two re- regions. One of them is in Wollongong and um, we have inquiries for New Zealand and for Western Australia. So about five events of this style in Australia every year. Fantastic. And they, they fill out. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for being on, on the journey. It's absolute pleasure. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview that we just had with Robert Falzon. Thanks so much to Max Norden for, for running it and for organising it. And great to hear from Robert. And we're really looking forward to our weekend in just a couple of weeks' time, 20th to the 22nd of October. Just look up Growing Good Men in your search engine. If you if you want to get along to that, we've got a couple of spots left. And thank you to Rob Falzon, not only for the interview, but for the amazing work he does in men's ministry and father and son ministry. With his team from Men Alive, right around Australia, and the demand for that is really increasing. Here's a bit more music now. Avalon, the song Great is the Lord, after the break, we'll be hearing from Father Mike Delaney. God in the Everyday is his segment. He's going to talk about an early morning webinar that he tuned in for. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and I hope you're enjoying the journey. From depth of sea to mountain peak, we see your glory. From here on earth to galaxies, we see your glory. There's no one like you, no one stands beside you, no rival contends. 
on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness and now seeing god in life's everyday events here's father mike delaney some people say i'm strange or perhaps i should have said a lot of people think that i'm a little bit weird the reason is that i get up regularly to take part in webinars originating in the u.s or canada and from april until late october the timing of these webinars makes it really difficult. Earlier today, I was on a webinar organised by the Rebuilt Parish Association based in Baltimore, and it started at 12 noon their time. Unfortunately, that's 2am Eastern Standard Time for me. The topic was spiritual authority. It is part of a five-week series on leadership within the parish. Part of the sharing centred on the fact that every member of the body of Christ has been anointed priest, prophet and king, and that all of us are called to share these charisms in our ministry. In the small group discussion following the presentation, one of our group of six, a young mum, said that she now struggled with finding time for prayer and wondered, because of her struggles, if she had any spiritual authority to share with her parish. But just before she had shared with us, her young son had crawled onto her lap and had cuddled up to her and she'd embraced him with obvious affection and love without in any way being put off by the fact that he'd just crashed a Zoom call. I commented on how her simple and loving response to her child spoke powerfully of her love in action and suggested that having spiritual authority comes not from having knowledge, but by actually modelling how Jesus cares for us. Later in the day, I was working on a draft of my homily for the coming weekend, and the gospel passage is from John 10, 1-10. In it, Jesus speaks about being the gate of the sheepfold. And the passage ends with those beautiful words, I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. Once again, I've been reminded that there are so many ways that God can touch our lives. And my sharing with people on the other side of the world at 2am helped me understand a great truth. Modelling love to those closest to us 
is one very real way that we can come to know what God's love for us, for me, really means. So I'd just like to say thank you God for Zoom and for the people who can reach out from wherever they live to share the joy of the gospel. Desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation When all is dark you help us see There is only one salvation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe in Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life We believe in the crucifixion We believe that He conquered death We believe in the resurrection And He's coming back again We believe So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations
Thanks so much there to Father Mike Delaney, who has done our final God spot for the day, and in particular how spiritual authority that our pastors have, such as Father Mike, comes from modelling our behaviour on how Jesus cared for us and loved loved us. That's the authenticity and the, the real clout that comes in spiritual leadership. Heard a bit of Newsboys in the mix there too. Great to have such awesome music on the show each and every week. Thanks to Max Norton who's put the show together. Covered for me last week while I was away at the uh, at the conference all about SRE in New South Wales, what we do in state school scripture, as it's sometime called. A great interview that he did with Rob Fowles on today. Thank you, Maxie. And thank you to all of you for listening in to all of our partnering radio stations right around Australia. We love bringing this to you each and every week. We hope it's building up unity across the churches, and we certainly hope that it's building up your walk with, with Jesus, your walk of discipleship. We will be doing it all again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.